Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, great to have you with us as always. Hi there, Gina. And making his red carpet debut on our podcast is John Mulderig, longtime film critic and movie reviewer for our partner, Catholic News Service. John joins us live from New York. I just wanted to say that by phone. And he's here to give us his picks for this year's Academy Awards, or more accurately, his sense of this year's Academy Awards. John, welcome. Thank you, Gina. How are you? All right. Now, before we get your take on this year's contenders, let's back it up a bit. John, what exactly is a Catholic film reviewer? How is your approach different from and maybe similar to those of other movie critics? Well, I would say the actual issue is one of emphasis so that a secular critic would consider the foremost criterion to be the artistic quality of the film. We certainly take that into account, but our emphasis is really on the moral and spiritual content of the film and the degree to which it comports with gospel values or departs from gospel values. That's really what we're focused on, along with also the content of the film in terms of what would be the appropriate age group for this film so that we can give guidance to parents and also to adult Catholic moviegoers based on what they want to see and what they want to avoid. Just to give a little background of our particular office, we can trace our history back quite a a distance to the early 1930s and what was known as the National Legion of Decency, which was an organization begun by the Catholic bishops of the United States who were concerned at the time about immorality that was creeping into film, both in terms of sexual content and also in terms of, for instance, the glorification of gangsters, films in which crime was shown to pay, as it were. So the Legion would classify films based on what the appropriate audience was, but they did not review. And it was in the late 1960s, in response to both changes within the church and changes in society at large, that it was felt appropriate to begin to review films as well as classify them. And so that's what we do today. John, it sounds like the Legion of Decency could be the next blockbuster action film. There was a time when they wielded quite a bit of power. They would be shown the film before it was finished, and they would say, if you want to avoid a C for condemned rating, you must remove this, you must change that. And the studios, for fear of losing Catholic viewers, would do that. That, needless to say, is not the case today. Um, I just go to the screenings that are held for all the other critics, and we do our best to assess the film after the fact. So in a nutshell, what you're trying to do is not tell someone what to do, but inform their conscience so that they can make a good decision, correct? Exactly, exactly. Our films are really a service and a form of advice to people to give them guidance. I'm sometimes asked by, I guess, fairly scrupulous people whether they're binding. They're not in any way binding our our classifications. So no, it is not a sin to see a film we told you not to see (laughs) because we don't have that kind of authority. But we do like to give guidance and helpful information to people in making movie-going decisions. And it is just that, that you really do give some advice. I think the premise among a lot of people is, well, it doesn't matter. I can 
can just watch it. It's not going to affect me. But we do need to be conscious of what we're taking in with our eyes and our ears and our senses, correct? Absolutely. This is a vital issue because we are influenced by it, whether we believe we're being influenced or not. And in fact, I think that's part of the reasoning behind the existence of the Legion. For instance, the bishops never got particularly exercised about Broadway plays or stage acting. Hmm. It was felt that cinema was a much more immersive medium, as indeed it is. And today we also review video games, which I think are even more immersive than film because you're actually participating in what's going on. And I want to applaud you about that, John. I think it's such a fast-growing industry, and because it's not passive, it's an active experience, I think CNS is really providing a great service in providing these game reviews. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I think also it can be helpful for parents because, as I like to say, you know, virtually every parent has seen a movie. Not every parent has necessarily played a video game, so in that sense, they may not be familiar with what's out there, and so perhaps this is helpful guidance for them. And there's a lot of good, too. Yes, absolutely. When we present our reviews, it's a real mix. There are some we say, you know, this is just too violent. There are others that are good for older players, and then some are good for players of any age. So I should also probably mention that we do review television as well. So those would be the major categories, film, television, and video games. What really it speaks to is the fact that faith and our entertainment are not divorced from one another, that we bring our faith to the rest of our lives. And I think that your role really emphasizes that. I think that's right. And, you know, we can't sort of divest ourselves of our faith by walking into the movie theater or divest ourselves of the experience of having seen the film just by walking out of the theater. So I think it's exactly what you were saying. All right. Well, to focus on the task at hand, before I ask for your thoughts on the specific films nominated for Academy Awards this year, let me back it up a little further. Do the Academy Awards still matter? Or as a society, are we just lauded out with all of the award shows? Well, I think the Academy Awards are still the preeminent award in terms of publicity and and bling and so forth. And I think they do have financial consequences in that a film that is either nominated or wins gets kind of a second wind at the box office or an extended chance to sell some more tickets. So there is a prestige factor and there is a uh, commercial factor to it, which I think continues. All right, with no further ado, John Mulderig, what are your thoughts on the contenders for this year's Academy Awards? Well, I would say it all depends on what mood the voters are in. So if we look at the Golden Globes, they went for Best Picture with 1917. And I would say that's a very safe choice. It's an excellent film. It's a traditional film in the sense that it's a combat film. It's very effective at showing the negative aspects of war. And it also has a story and characters that are engaging. So that would be a very safe and middle-of-the-road choice. Whereas, now I have not seen this one, but Jojo Rabbit, from everything I understand, is a very unusual film. (laughs) You know, you have, as I understand it, a boy and and Hitler having this friendship or of sorts with Adolf Hitler. So that's not your ordinary offering, and that's quite an interesting choice. Joker would also be a reasonably conventional choice. That's up for 11 awards from what I understand. Yes, and as with the Golden Globe for 1917, the number of nominations could also sort of be a a tip of the hand to what's the thinking behind the scenes. I'm certainly hearing a lot about Adam Driver's performance in Marriage Story, so that would be an interesting choice as well. Little Women has been very well received, and I would think that that's also a fairly safe choice. So 
it all depends on which direction they're going in. Another unusual choice would be Parasite in that it's essentially a foreign film and I understand it's the first South Korean film to be nominated in this category of Best Picture. That would be precedent setting in that respect. John, I'd like to get your take from a faith perspective of the last year's movies, 2019's movies. What one or two films really stand out for you for really nailing a, a positive message for people of faith? Well, I think 1917 is a good example in that I often say it's very hard to make a good religious film. And this is not a religious film, but it has a religious dimension. And it's clever in the sense that it begins with a kind of cynical take on the value of faith. But then subtly at the end, there's a, an unspoken but very powerful affirmation of faith in a particular scene based around the singing of a hymn. And so I would say that that's an interesting use of religion. So although it's a a secular film, there is a religious dimension to it, and it's very cleverly done, which is not easy to do. In terms of other films that have a religious content, I would say the religious context in Harriet is, I think, probably a, a, an important aspect of that film, and that would be helpful for Christians to see how faith motivated this heroic lady to do what she was doing. All right, John Mulderick, thank you so much, affirming once again that really we are spiritual creatures, and we don't stop being that once we walk into the cinema. Thank you so much, John Mulderig, longtime film critic and movie reviewer for our partner, Catholic News Service. We'll see how it all plays out at the Oscars, and we hope you'll come back soon and give us your take on what's happening in the world of film. I would love that. Thanks. Thanks so much. God bless. God bless. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. Transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.